Yeah, but the one that Shane just said definitely needs to be. Oh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> he was terrible this year. And welcome to another episode of the. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. No, maybe I'm not. I don't know. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at ffblitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. You can find me at Dynasty Madman and Shane Manila. Shane Michael Manila. I always forget the Michael part. It's been like. Five, seven, ten years we've been working together. I always forget your middle name's Michael. Wait, you think I'm just some kind of weirdo that doesn't have a middle name? I just have a first and a. <laughs> so a we have that in common, name. the three of us, the yeah. name Michael, because that's my yeah. middle name too. I know. I yeah. it's, we, we, it's so funny. We, we talked about that on one of the episodes. I mean, we've yeah. probably talked about it on like six episodes. <laughs> Four years. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and every person in my family's Michael, and the middle names are yeah. Michael. Um, Happy New Year. Wait, it's, and I told the story why I'm, my name's not Michael Jr., right? Uh, oh. That one I don't remember. But my everybody mom, could say it's because I'm old and maybe you did tell it, but what is it? Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure my mom wanted to name me Michael Jr. after my dad, but he had to tell her that there was already a Michael Jr. in the universe um, <gasps> that existed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, your mom didn't know Shane's that. She's got a half-brother named Michael. I think. Oh, I my think that's God. how the story was. Something along those lines. But I definitely got an older brother named half-brother, Michael Michael Jr. But, uh, and, and that's how she found out? Probably. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, couldn't it be? That's couldn't good. it be like George Foreman? Uh, like, didn't he name every one of his kids George? He did. He did. George, he did. even the girl. <laughs> oh my! You really God. have to love yourself and be a confident person to name all your kids after you. Yeah. No, but I love that, that 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 you know. No matter how many jokes about me being old, I really do not remember you ever telling that story. <laughs> That's yeah, freaking hilarious. Um, but hey, so did you guys have a good New Year's? Was everything safe, happy, healthy? Blah blah blah. As safe as you can be inside your own house with your wife and kids. (laughs) I don't know what that's like. I mean, when my kids. I'm (laughs) sorry. Is that what you did for New Year's? Were you with your kids, Shane? Yeah, we hung out. My kids um, ignored me. (laughs) We watched uh, some fireworks, and then they uh, told me they were staying up till one. And then uh, video games. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know. Happy New Year. I didn't even think about it. My whole life, 53. I've I've celebrated New Year's at, at at. you know, Eastern Standard Time, but I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me, oh, New Year's is the best in California because all the kids get to celebrate at nine o'clock because they get to watch the Eastern Standard Time thing. And then we make oh, them all yeah. go to bed and then we get to celebrate at midnight. Now that's awesome. <laughs> now that's like horrible it. parenting. That's, that's not the real, that's not, that's not your time. That's it's like me bad. going to the bar and it being one o'clock and they're like, well, in Greenwich, it's actually like three o'clock. So you got to go now. I'd be uh, like, you. I, I thought that was I a funny it. story. I, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're like, oh, fuck you. Um, and you know what, Jeremy? I guarantee you, if Shane lived on the West Coast, he'd be doing that. Um, yes. 100%, so, 100%. So we have a little bit of news tonight. And uh, Shane, who's the news brought to everybody by? Uh, news still brought to you by Underdog Fantasy at underdogfantasy.com. Dot com. Use promo code uh, TradesHQ. <laughs> I, I don't know what you get anymore, to be quite honest with you. You get something <laughs> if it's your first time signing up, it's worth it. Um, they got a, I don't know, I guess all their best ball for at NFL is pretty much done, but I'm sure they'll have weekend stuff slates. So uh, go join uh, Underdog if you're uh, 
you know, you've got some dynasty winnings to uh, spend or fantasy uh, or redraft winnings to spend. Sign oh up using gosh. promo code TradeHQ. Um, not a lot of news because, quite honestly, I haven't paid attention to any real football stuff. Yeah. Other than uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars because um, I, <laughs> I think they're funny. Yes, they're funny. <clears throat> I love how it's the, the news is very light because Shane hasn't paid attention this week to football. Well, look, I know that we like to joke that I don't bring a lot to the show, but I do. There wasn't do have, much going on. I do a good part of the, 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 the show sheet. And uh, quite True. frankly, there's no news that really grabbed my sack today. You know what I mean? Uh, Curtis Samuel's not expected to play next week. Does anyone care? It's for the I, I thought he stopped playing last year. I'll I was going to say, I yeah, but really. I guess. <laughs> can we say this? This is the first time I'll ever get to say this. Sure. Um, if your champion, if your league has its championship in week 18, <laughs> your, league doing, your league is doing it wrong. Oh, my God. You know, I never I thought that. about that because there was leagues – that we used to always make those kind of comments before the extension of the season that always had it a little bit later. So now you're right. Maybe it could be even going into week and you 18. Know, you know damn well there are commissioners out there that always had the championship game in week 17, and they threw a party when they found out that there was a week 18, and they just bumped <laughs> it out a week. Instead of like, cool, now now our week 17 championship isn't the last week of the season. We don't lose Joe Burrow and tons of other guys. We can actually play them because it's not week 18. No, they, they had to keep it. It did seem, though, that we did lose some guys this week, even though they played Nick yeah. Chubb. But <laughs> uh, um, so go, yes. so go ahead. I hear, here's a piece of news. And I'm Sorry. sure a lot, of people, a lot of people, or at least some people, are going to feel this pain with me. Um, yeah. I was up five um, on the Steelers' second to last drive when they should have just been running out the clock. Yeah. And Najee Harris being the scumbag, play football the wrong way, jerk off that he is. Mm-hmm. Instead of going down to run out the clock, that fat fucking old <laughs> bastard um, decided to uh, score a touchdown, and I ended up losing my championship uh, by same five and a half points. Here. Oh my On the God. same drive, almost the same exact amount of points to our buddy yeah. Dan Cook, the IDP guy. Um, same thing. I had Deontay Johnson, and of course they couldn't throw like, you know, 30 more yards. Deontay Deontay Johnson. Johnson. I had Deontay Johnson who had 14 (laughs) receptions, give or take, for about 30 yards. Yes. I kept looking and I kept kept smacking my phone and I'm like, this got to be wrong. He's got like 10 receptions. How do I only have 15 points and he scored a touchdown? This makes no sense. But uh, yeah, so Najee Harris, Najee Harris. Okay, and and the reason I made the little comment about Nick Chubb, though, is because you two guys are talking about those guys. I went into the final game with Nick Chubb up by, what was it, 15, I think it was, and the other guy had Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. (laughs) So those two guys scored... Oh, they scored, I think it was like something like 28 points more than, I got five from Nick Chubb. You were already, like, so you were already losing before that nausea. I was winning, oh yeah, yeah, because I was winning by 15 going yeah. into the game, and I had Chubb, and the, the other guy had those two guys, so I was like, I have a really good chance, but Chubb did nothing, and those two guys did a lot, including Dude, it the was an awful week. Thing. I well, lost so many games, like, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Toilet bowls, third place games, like title games. I didn't win shit. I mean, I <laughs> lost so many things. And like, it's good I went into the playoffs. Remember, we had the show and we were talking. It was a patron show, and I was like, man, I I didn't do well this year. Like my teams and like and you know I'm in the playoffs, but like you know toilet bowls and stuff. 
I'm glad because I was actually in more title games and like more third place games than I than I really knew about. And but it, I'm glad I had already gotten myself used to the fact that my leagues and teams suck this year because I didn't win. I seriously lost more than I've ever lost. Aww. And I blame it on COVID and I blame it. On, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was like, what what happened? How can you be so unlucky? The coolest thing I think about everything for me, at least, you know, we, we, we first of all, we said we were going to talk about some New Year's resolutions and stuff that we think and and how we're going to go forward. And maybe we should just talk about it now since we're talking about this. We can always go back to Shane's yeah, stupid, stupid news. But um, uh, one of the one of the things because well, just real quick, I yeah. want to finish up on the Najee Harris. <laughs> OK, then so, finish the Najee Harris point and then we'll go back to this conversation. Yeah, yeah, Najee because- Harris ripped this, my soul out of my body, spit on it. <laughs> And then wiped his butt with it. And um, even though Jeremy, we both just said that Jeremy it happened to us too. You had already and lost. You had already lost. Yeah, See, but was, still, this is me, Jeremy, thing. We lost on that one play. It's oh, different okay. Losing that last drive on one play that means nothing, like, oh. dude. Slide. So Najee Harris, besides the fact that he's a 27 year old running back or 24, whatever. Um, that's a big difference, think, by the way. 27 and 24. Pretty big difference. Um, and I, I <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't like him anyway. I, he is on my shit list. Um, <laughs> if he's on any of my rosters, I'm trading him away. Uh-huh. Um, I'm never drafting him. I'm oh never my trading God. for him. He is persona persona non grata in uh in my land. But anyway, D- sure. Jeremy, in three months, four months, or whatever, he's not going to remember any of this. No, no. He'll yeah. be back into it, excited as hell. Yeah. The rookie draft. I mean, no, I'm talking about Najee Harris. He's gonna have Najee Harris on like every one of his teams. <laughs> He'll think Wait. about he he did really well at the end of the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't remember why, but it really sticks out to me. <laughs> um, but hey, all right. If you wanted to finish the news, what were you gonna say about him? Other than all the stuff that you hate about him? <clears throat> well, that that was the news for him. But you know what? I, that what wasn't I news. That was about you. <laughs> Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> that, so, I thought you were going to say there was news about Najee Harris. <laughs> so here's the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars <laughs> so far uh, on their short list of people that have uh, already interviewed or will interview. Uh-huh. Um, they got good old Doug Peterson. Not bad. Uh, Todd Bowles. Really? Uh, Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Oh, and let's good. see. Who is that? Oh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien next week. <laughs> you skipped over I Brian Lefwich. Well, no, because he's a good one. So the the, the coaches. Yeah, oh, you only good. wanted to make fun of the. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I like Kellen Moore. I like Bill yeah. O'Brien. Um, I don't not Del- Dan Quinn. Um, and Nathaniel Hat Hackett. Like I like those. Is like I think you, you one you got to have an offensive guy, um, and, and I think you need it to be. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I, you need a splash hire, but not in the way that Urban Meyer was a splash hire. <laughs> right. Like, uh, no more philanderers. Like, and Doug yeah, Peterson's like, not going to work, right? Yeah, and I, I like Doug. You know, look, he, he brought a title to the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he did a really good job when Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator. Not so great when he wasn't. Um, yeah, Reich, Reich did well, basically. I'll say this. Peterson would be a hell of an improvement over Trevor, uh, over uh, Urban Meyer, and we know Trevor Lawrence would throw a lot. We know he needs an improvement. All those interceptions, good God. Yeah, yeah um, and we'll talk about him a little bit. I was going to say, he's definitely on our show sheet for later on in the show as well. <laughs> Um, so I guess, all right, well, so you're happy with the Bill O'Brien or not? You, you kind of, no, 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 I just think it's funny. I think he's terrible. Um, I think everything about him is terrible. I know someone in the patron chat was mentioning like, you know, we're kind of clouded by what he did as a GM versus what he did as a coach. Right. I, yeah. You know, he, as a GM, he was, he was an 
absolute trash fire. As a coach, I think he was average. Um, well, he's a good offensive coordinator. Some yeah. of these guys that get head coaching roles, like they still try to do their coordinator roles or they're just not good at being a head coach. But I mean, I think he's a good coordinator, but I would not want him to be a head coach. Yeah, I don't, football team. I, I don't want, I don't think you can go from Urban Meyer to Bill O'Brien. That just no. feels like a really bad, like you might as well just lateral move away, just throw Trevor Lawrence away and go, you know yeah. what? We're going to try again in two years. They so, have to think about Trevor Lawrence, who would be the best fit for him and an offense, an offensive minded coach. I agree with that. So, you know, we still have another week left of the regular season and then the playoffs. But isn't there going to be other coaching jobs available? How many is, yeah, is there any well, word right now how many coaching jobs are going to be available? Well, you know what? It's Black Monday, right? That's what it's right. called. Next Monday will be Black Monday when they fire start firing all the coaches. I think we, we it's a pretty much foregone conclusion that Matt Nagy's gone. Right? Yeah. I hope so. So are they going to do the same list that you're showing right here? Like, are we going to always just have all these retread people and not? Well, you know, we're always going to have some retread, um, some retreads in the pot because the the NFL is an old boy network. And if there is one, an old white guy um, or a white guy that's had, <laughs> an old white guy, if there is a white guy that's failed five or six times, yeah, that's ever get, coached before at all. Yeah, he's going to get, you got to give that right. kid at least one more shot. Um, I, I forget the coach's name, but then I actually mentioned this in the chat earlier. And I, not that it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I said it was funny. You remember the Maryland <laughs> coach? He was a head coach in college for the Maryland Turpins when um, a player died in practice. And uh, I saw you tweet about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that dude's still coaching. Dude, that dude was coaching in the NFL last year. So they, yeah. yeah, there'll be many retreads. Dinosaurs. Yeah, really. Um, but you know what? Hopefully this will be the year what we get like, uh, Maybe the Broncos, maybe the Texans, maybe maybe the Panthers, maybe the Vikings, uh, the Jags, obviously, maybe the Raiders. The Bears. The Bears. Yeah, get Justin Fields a new coach. Get Trevor Lawrence a new coach. Get guys that – I mean, even a Kellen Moore, somebody that's relatable that, you know, can help love those guys along and, and have a mentorship, some rapport, and just not not try to force these young guys to do things – that nobody else that in their right mind would force them to do and like draw on their strengths. I got so sick of watching Justin Fields fail and most of it really, some of it was Justin Fields, but, and you know, he's probably going to get coached out of him, but a lot of it was just, why are you putting him in this situation? It doesn't make sense. It seemed like there was a lot of that kind of talk this year. You know, a lot of people had so many high expectations with rookies and with some of the people going into the season. And even starting with like halfway through the season, there was a lot of talk when some of them don't don't perform that everybody goes right towards the coach. You know, obviously well, the Urban Myers thing that you was... want to see some improvement. You know, you're right. Like it, it seems like the coaches are on the hot seat because their rookie quarterbacks maybe didn't do well, but. I mean, if you really look at it, you want to see improvement in those players. And there was so much stagnation for the Bears in general. Like, how how could any young quarterback improve on the Bears? Well, it, I put 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 that quarterback on a different and, team. You know, give him to Kyle Shanahan. Give him to somebody who knows how to to deal with the younger quarterbacks. And it's a I totally mean, different situation. Look, I trashed the shit out of Nick Sirianni at the beginning of the year. Right? Yeah, but, I remember that. Yeah, but, but what what did Nick Sirianni do? Saw something wasn't working, right? And he adjusted it. Um, <laughs> Matt Nagy and bad coaches see something's not working and go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to poke that harder. We're going to practice it more. <laughs> just, yeah, we're just going to look. We're going to grind more. Um, we're we're gonna work more harder at it. We're gonna work more better at it, and that's gonna make it better. And you're like, all right, but what changes are you gonna make? Well, we're gonna get better at it. Uh, 
okay, how are you going to get better at it? We're going to, we're going to go harder. We're going to grind. Um, Nick Sirianni saw his game plan wasn't working. It was bad. And he said, all right, let me stop having Jalen Hurts throw the ball 40 times a game. This ain't working. Let me try <laughs> something else. He, you know, this isn't good for my quarterback. It's not good for my team. Let's stop with the RPO shit. You know what? Line up under center. We're going to run actual running plays. We're going to limit how much Hurts has to, you know, throw. Um, and when he does throw, he'll be more effective. And Jeremy, Jeremy's, Jeremy's muted and he's just talking yeah. away. If they had an actual running back, it would be so amazing. I even clicked on, on you know, unmute. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. And you know why I was laughing when he said that Nick Sirianni is, and you know what he did? He changed. I was so waiting after all these years of being with Shane. I was so waiting for him to say, he listened to me and he changed. That's, yeah, what, I, that's what I thought Shane was saying. So he's the opportunity. Huh? Yeah. And that's what Matt, you know, Matt Nagy doesn't do well. He doesn't adjust to his players. He's had two very athletic uh, quarterbacks. Exactly. You said and it. He's somehow schemed both of them not to, to run. Um, yeah, and Trubisky's not the greatest player, but he a, another coach would have done more mm-hmm. with him. There is no doubt. He yeah. and and worked to his strengths. And like you said, he has the mobility and the toughness and, and Nagy just didn't yep. use it. I he, it was wasted there. And Fields so, is now too. I love that uh yeah so that's one coaching firing that I'm gonna love when Nagy's gone. So that's just gonna be <laughs> calling your shots. We saw we saw Justin Fields look when he ran more towards the end of the year he was scoring more, right? You know what I mean? Look, a lot, some of these quarterbacks, we've talked about it this year. Kyler Murray doesn't run as much as he, he seemingly used to, right? Even Lamar Jackson wasn't running as much, but that's because they've evolved their games. But while they were evolving, they were able to utilize that skill set and lean on it when they need it. Whereas Matt Nagy clearly was trying to tell Justin Fields, like, no, 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 no. You're going to drop back and you're like, dude, let him use his natural ability until he's, figures it out on the field like he's a good enough player that he's going to and a smart enough player and he'll figure it out same with trevor lawrence mm -hmm. these guys are not stupid yep (laughs) you know i i wanted to ask you a question that's actually not on the show sheet but shane said something that reminded me about it when you were just talking about those coaches that don't change and they were making their comments i know you were joking around but you were saying it kind of reminds me of what everybody always says about John Madden, where they say stuff like, well, if you're going to win the game, you need to get a touchdown or whatever. Um, And this weekend, I noticed watching all the games, how there was so much John Madden stuff during every game, you know, in between commercials, they were showing John Madden and, and all this. And for you guys, how do you feel about all of that? Like, were you guys big John Madden fans at all or, or anything like that? Yeah, I think I thought it was funny and I loved him, you know, with his co-host. I thought they did a really, I mean, the, the thing for me, and, I, and I'll just make this quick, Shane, because I, I know you have some feelings, but I, I think that when I, when I think back to my youth, those were my two favorite ones to listen to when, you know, that's what we did. We watched football, you know, on Sundays and, um, you know, that I remember those two. They were significant. They stood out. They were different. They had, you know, great voices. Um, I, I just remember as a kid listening to John Madden say, and you don't want to shake that hand to Bartolo. The guys come off the field. They got blood on mud, boogers <laughs> on their gloves. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. And then they put him in the games, and it's like he just became like this other thing, like greater than he was. I mean, yeah, he was a good football coach, but like his personality was what did it. And yeah, man, I, it's a shame because I, I feel like those are the kind of things we need in the NFL. They don't let players celebrate enough. They don't like do the positive reinforcement, like positively reinforce the guys who bring their personalities in and they do fun stuff. The players that do it, too. If it's not hurting anybody, if it's not dicky stuff, if it's fun and it's family friendly, just let them do it. 
Like it's too it's boring. Like Shane talks about old white guys, dude. Most of the owners of the teams are old white guys, <laughs> and they inherited it from their dads, and they have like little personality. Um, probably trying to see how much money they have during the game in their accounts. I don't know, but like let the life you know force out. I how many Troy Aikmans do we need? <laughs> yeah, or they Sorry, have no, really bad, or they have really bad haircuts. But uh, Shane, what, <laughs> Shane, what were you gonna say? Okay, uh, I was just gonna say, obviously, from all the football stuff, but from a fantasy football perspective, Madden's where all of us dynasty players got our our first taste of franchise mode. Yeah, and franchise we like, mode, you got it. Oh, I like this. This is kind of fun. Like you know, and I've talked about it with people before, where. There's a bunch of people, not just me, where you'd go, oh, the game's kind of boring, like playing the game. I like just zooming through <laughs> the regular season and then getting to the off season and then building my team. And that's, you know, that's dynasty football. Um, that's basically for me, that, that's that's what sparked an interest in dynasty football for me, because when people would explain it to me, they'd go, you know, franchise mode and that. And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, well, that without, you know, you're not paying for concessions. They're figuring out concessions and shit. <laughs> it's just all about players and drafting and trading and signing contracts. I was like, I'm in, I'm in, let's do this. So that's awesome. Me, he's kind of like, you know, indirect uh, forefather to uh, dynasty football. Well, it's funny because the reason I brought it up when you when you were making those comments is I, I actually um, uh, my son goes to Stoneman Douglas and their television production thing contacted me to ask me to interview me about Madden <laughs> to ask me some questions because I do a fantasy football podcast all this and so I answered some of the questions but one of the things that I thought about was. The, they even said something to me about well, a lot of his sayings were like generic sayings and stuff. And, it, and but but what <laughs> you it, but, can't win without scoring, yeah. right? But but what it what it made me think of during the interview, and I said it to the kid. I was like, you know, for your age group, you only know Madden in the video games, and in right. video games, they're predetermined. They 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 have a script of these one liners that they use over and over again. And if you play the game all the time, you're going to hear the same lines over and over again. But for somebody like us, where we're old enough that we watched him call football games, he would say things and he would explain things. You would, you as a viewer would understand things way better listening to him explain it. He would explain it in a way that it was easy for every single person to understand, you know? And, and dude, we make fun of him all the time towards the end of his career, but the telestrator. Yeah. He was the first one that just started drawing on the screen like, this is what they're doing, and then this guy cracks back here, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's amazing when you think about it, because I never thought about it till I was talking to this kid who, he was 17, I guess. <laughs> So he only knows it from the video game. So it was just something that I found I thought was interesting when he said it. And I always liked the guy because, you know, me personally, I would never drive anywhere. If I could go on a plane, I'll do it any time of the day. I'll fly sure. anytime. Sure. But I always liked the fact that he wouldn't fly on a plane. He'd drive on a bus and he would go all over the country and he would stop at restaurants and talk to people. He was like so accessible and people could talk to him and everything. I just, I don't know. I always thought it was kind of cool. He made the game accessible too with through his personality, through his, his uh, personality. gregariousness, his like warmth and his like love of the game. He he made he made you appreciate the game more, I think was the what it was. Like he and he and he kind of helped you understand it was relatable but there are there are guys like that in the league still that like well we'll talk about it some other time that right like if i see that they're on the podcast i might actually listen to that one charles davis comes to mind i really like him well and he's in madden too yeah and he's, it's, he's just a smart guy. 
Nice. It's funny, Jeremy, because you and I talked about this before. You know, we we even do it with this show where I, I want things to be entertaining. I want it to be fun. It doesn't always have to be about the numbers of the players or whatever, just to have a good time. And you mentioned something about Monday Night Football where it's aired on ESPN, but you can watch either the broadcast that everybody watches or you can watch the broadcast that has the Manning brothers talking over the game. And yes. this, this Monday was literally the first time the entire season I ever saw that. I didn't even yeah. know that that yeah. was on. And, yeah. and I never watched it before either yeah. until this week. And I'll never stop now. You know why? Why? I mean, they bring on the commissioner. They bring on, um, you know, players you know, from from across the league. And they brought in, well, they brought in your favorite player, Aaron Rodgers. I'm kidding. Oh, but they brought in Snoop Dogg. Please don't put that out in the world coaches. that he's my favorite player. <laughs> I, just, I think everybody that listens on any, <laughs> any regularity knows you don't like Aaron Rodgers. But, but they, they had conversations and it was interesting. And so I'm still watching the game. They kind of do the picture in picture. And you're watching the game and, you know, you, you hear it a little bit and the, and the Manning brothers will pause and not everything they said was great. You know, sometimes they're they're a bit stuffy, especially Eli, but it was still better than just listening to the talking heads on the regular broadcast. And I seriously mute it sometimes just so I can kind of see what's going on in the game and not hear their stupid commentary. <laughs> and and I didn't mute the Manning brothers the entire time. I was like, you know what? This is what they this is this has got to be the direction the league is going in, where they just inject more fun and let people you no, know, it was like we were watching a podcast, man. Yeah. On ESPN2. Uh, of them talking. We were watching Shane and Mike and Jeremy on ESPN2. In fact, I would have had, I think we would have had better questions for Aaron Rodgers, Roger Goodell, and Snoop. But Maybe we should do that one night on a Thursday night or get Thursday Snoop night on? football. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, of course. Live yeah. stream it. We, we I'll can. reach out. I'll reach out to Snoop. I got you. Oh, my God. So, hey, look, we did have a couple things that topics wise that we wanted to talk about. And one of them was some of the biggest disappointments of the 2021 Ugh. season uh, you know we, I always have this short term memory when it comes to this fantasy football I, so for to. me my, my biggest disappointment is Nick Chubb this weekend getting me five points but you know there's a, there's a lot of things that people were upset about if you go long term for the whole season so I think Shane when you came up with this topic or was it you Jeremy I'm sorry uh, I, I wasn't sure I which one Shane. put it Shane was, you, yeah. you were pretty much talking about the entire season and also non non injury related. So somebody yeah, like that I, that didn't get hurt but really let you down. Yeah, or if they did get hurt, it wasn't like they lost a majority of the season. Um, uh, just for example, one of the players on here is um, <clears throat> running back twenty eight, uh, which is also considered or actually is a running back three, <laughs> uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, oh man, Saquon Barkley. Even I don't want to. You expected hear, a lot this year. You expected a lot more. You did not expect <laughs> 11.7 fantasy points per game. And let's see. What did he get in? I mean, he played a decent amount of games, right? He played uh, yeah, 12 games. Yeah, I think he games. came back too soon too, man. I mean, he was coming back off an injury. I want to give him a pass, but he was disappointing. If you owned him and you put the kind of assets in place to acquire him, it's a total disappointment. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and it's disappointing from a few different angles. I mean, he, you didn't see a ton of targets. Um, he had, geez, he had a few games where he just had one target or less, which would be zero. Um, and he needs the targets. He's no Nick Chubb, but when he gets the targets, he's amazing. <laughs> when he gets the pass catching, in a chops in there. Actually, in a third of his games, well, one of them he got injured, so we can take that out. So we'll, we'll say three out of eleven games, he had uh, one or fewer targets. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. 
That's not good. terrible. No, and it's interesting that we're in this week, what is this, this will be week 18, that we can actually look at these numbers. There's a lot of times halfway through the season you could say, oh, he's a disappointment, but you don't really have the full effect. So now with 17 games under the belts, uh, or 17 weeks, that's pretty interesting that, what'd you say, how many? Three? Well, actually, a third? No, I need, to le- I need to learn how to count targets. Um, two. So he had two games where he had <laughs> one target, both of them coming in the last two weeks. Um, he had another three games where he had just three targets. Mm. I mean, so really five games with three or targets or fewer um, out of 11 full games. That's uh, that's not good. Three targets is that's 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 fullback territory. That's Kyle Gajewski. Uh, territory. Juice check. Who I started plenty of times this year. Yeah, I, I had to start him at the end of the season too. And he, he actually helped me out in a couple spots because he was getting points. I definitely you know, started him too. You know what's so funny? Anytime I ever started him in a league, it was a league where I had him, I dropped him, and then I was able to pick him up later to use him again. <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, no, no, no. Because it because what would happen is he'd score ten points, then he wouldn't score again for a month and a half. But there were so many injuries. You like you had to plug him in as like your second or th- or third spot. You know, it was like, oh man, I hope this is the week he gets some love. <laughs> How do you feel about Saquon Barkley going forward? Do you two feel? Let's see. He'll be going. Well, I was already trying to get forward. rid of him. You know that I was trying to get rid of him after the injury, and I I was unsuccessful. I I own him still in two places, and it's really only because I couldn't get enough in return in these leagues. Um, one of them's. I'm surprised. It's go. I think it's goats versus pros, Shane, that we're in. Mm. Um, we, there's not a, a big starting lineup, and the rosters are shallow. And um, I would have thought I could have made something happen, but I haven't been able to. And I own him in one other league, and I want to trade him in both places. Like, well, let me ask you this: I'm just looking on the Dynasty League uh, Trade Finder app here. <clears throat> Is it an app? Uh, no, no <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think Mike's it was an app. You. No, I'm just saying. I don't want to challenge? tell people they have an app. We're place to challenge. <laughs> I don't well, think no, it's an app. They're going to be like <laughs> no. Shane said. It's an app. You know. So I'm looking on their dynasty. Look, Not people challenging. Don't it. even know what an app is. They're just like, is that the emails? And you're like, sure, short pop up. Um, who, who would you take? To, here's an interesting. Who would you take Cam Akers or Saquon Barkley? Oh, I don't know. Probably Saquon barely, but yeah, I think, I think Saquon. You know, what's funny. Are you saying it's a straight up deal? Was there Mm -hmm. a straight up deal for that? I don't know. Look, there's a lot of people in this community that all look at the potential and what if, and the, this is what this guy's going to do and the newest next guy up and whatever. So Mm -hmm. I could see that trade getting done, especially after you say Saquon is dropped to 28, you know, I, I, when you guys were talking about if you have him, I never had him on any of my rosters because he was the guy that that year, he was the no question Number 101. One, yeah. So it was really difficult to get him if you wanted I only got him. him in startups after that. Right, I, that's I what I'm saying. two places and, and that's it, yeah. And he was always hard to get, so I never bothered to pay for him. But especially after getting burned so bad on Todd Gurley where I had him everywhere and he's the greatest thing ever and then all of a sudden he's gone. You know, All in. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff 
stuff that we talk about on the show all the time. And even on the show sheet, Shane has it as one of his resolutions. But running back, Yeah, backs, don't go all in on running backs. Right, right, you just right. really can't. So yeah. maybe doing a trade like that, you're really just buying the years on the player and hoping... The, young, the, the younger player. Right, yeah. hoping that yeah. the younger player is going to give you that advantage. Because I don't know that it does make a difference anymore. Saquon Barkley is running back 28. That's fine. People were starting freaking... Uh, Damian Williams and and uh, yeah. Derek Gore and their fan. Oh, and Dare. That's the other reason we were talking about Dare. losing D- Dare. Dare. That Ogunbowale. The, the guy. The guy. But put that guy in against me, and he scored more points than freaking Nick Chubb. Oh, was, this <laughs> I mean, season just, was just it's a, ridiculous. A, a maddening affair. <laughs> the only thing that the only reluctance I have, and I'm with you on the young, the younger player. And I like Cam Akers, you know, I, I like him better than, you know, I think the consensus back when things were going on. Shane and I, I remember talking and we were trying to acquire him, but it's the kind of injury that he had is the only thing, the only reluctance. I know Barkley, yeah. you know, the knee was bad, but I'd still rather gamble on that beast of a man with a knee injury and not an Achilles thing, I guess. And that, so you're really kind of splitting hairs. You get down into the nitty gritty of their injuries, but. By and by and large, yeah. I mean, you get the younger player, and, and I, I, I never bought into how good Bart people thought Barkley was. Barkley, he's look, great Barkley's, in the passing game. Barkley's rookie season was phenomenal. Like, and if he would have continued on that arc, I think he could have been what we everyone paid for. I remember being in a 2017 yeah. draft, right? The Debbie draft, you were in it, uh, madman. Um, and Debbie someone Jack, drafted uh, Saquon Barkley at 113 overall. This is before he came out of college. This was when he was going into his last, like, you know, it was going to be his last year of college. Someone drafted yeah, him at 113 senior, overall. And no one batted an eye at it either because that's what we thought he was going right. to be. Everybody I'm, I'm taking Cam Akers because Cam Akers at least has a chance to see his value increase. I don't think we ever see Saquon Barkley's value increase again. Yeah. Um, yeah, good point. And it, even if it does, you're going to have a minimal amount of time to actually uh, cash in on that value increase. Yeah, and it turns out I lied to you guys. I did move him in that league that I said I still had him in. Liar. I don't remember doing it, but I did. I only own him in one spot now, Mike, and it's a league we're leaving oh. this season. So I no longer have, um, at, as soon as I get done with the accounting in this league, I no longer have a share of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you know, we, we talked a few times on our show about uh, – Pairing down and trying to get manageable with our leagues. And uh, like you just said about leaving, you know, uh, I sent a couple messages to a couple commissioners. And and I think also the way everybody acts about everything, everybody's understandable now. It's really, it's not, it's not this black mark on just, your thing if you yeah, say it. They just want to know before right. the, you know, the the rookie draft for crying. You know, right. you know before this season's over, um, early in the off season, and most of them proactively reach out and ask anyway. Yeah. Uh, but if you find out now that I mean, as a commissioner, if you tell me now, I'm going to be happy about it. And I just feel like I kind of owe it to leagues I've been in for years to, you know, just leave, let them know, or just leave so they know. But <laughs> regardless, make sure they're aware that you are no longer in the league as soon as possible and that you're paid up, you know, you don't owe right. money and stuff like and that. I, and I'll say this, as a commissioner of so many leagues, especially all our HQ ones, I, I, I really appreciate that. And I found that every 
commissioner that I've talked to, I've always talked to them first before I put it in the group chat that I was going to be leaving. And, and, you know, I've, I've done it. I pared it down. And, and so we, we've got our listener leagues and I've got my home league and we've got the league that we're in with Matthew and Scott and, you know, but that's the three of us together. Uh, HQ league. Yeah. For us. Well, yeah, but yeah, we're, we're the podcast in the, in the, in that, in that one with Bob Harris and all those guys. But, but what's really funny is I, I really think as a Patreon, if you guys aren't a Patreon, we talk about it every week about our Patreon chat and our, our Patreon. And we, we have a lot of fun in there. But but one of the big perks of being in a Patreon chat is that Shane practically lives in there. I mean, Shane oh is God. in there all day, every day, talking to everybody. But every time I go in, Shane, it seems like the last... This day or two, there's this like countdown that Shane is doing, and he keeps writing stuff. You're muted, Shane, but he, he keeps writing stuff where he'll be like, "Up, oh, I'm down to fifty. I'm down to forty-seven. I'm down oh, to forty-five. How 45. many leagues you're down to? Yeah, he, yeah, he actually <laughs> trumped me in like three different leagues. He left before I did. Like, I, I just love it. I love that every time I log show. in, I see I this countdown because I was in the playoffs, like the third place game, which I also lost. Um, I, I, I talked a lot. I, I talked a lot of big talk last year about being okay. If you don't enjoy a league, leave it. Right, right. right this right. year, I actually did it. So, you know, look, the one of the leagues I'm in with Jeremy, like, I like everyone in there, which is weird because it's like we, it's a bunch of people that I'm in other leagues with. And right. most of those leagues are fun for me. You started it's, it. You were one of the people who started yeah. that league with Katie and uh, yeah. brought me in. So, yeah, I'm standing yeah, in know, that one, though. I like that. In league. this league in particular, no one has made a trade since June. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can't believe June. that. Isn't that crazy? Neither could I, because I want to go on just to see when the last time I made a trade. I was. tried to trade in that league. In so all did I too. <laughs> yeah, and I did as well. And, and you know, so I told myself like I'm not really enjoying this league. Said maybe I'm having recency bias. Let me look and see how many trades I've made in the last six months. Uh-huh. And I saw zero. <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's not great. How many trades have been made at all in the league?" And it said. Well, zero. And I said, all right, let me go back 240 days, which is one of the good things, few good things about MFL. Yes. Is you can go back and look at the trade periods. And I saw there was no trades. And I'm like, dude, I love trading too much. I'm not going to stay in a league I don't enjoy. I'm not really enjoying it. We don't trade. And like I said, it's not the people because I'm in other leagues with some of the same owners in that league. And the yeah. leagues, you know, are, are fine. It's just for whatever reason. Look, sometimes a marriage doesn't work. But that's sometimes what you said. You're like, I, you. I'm going to bow out of this league. Y- y'all are awesome, but we just don't – you and your y'all, like you're from Kentucky now. You're, <laughs> you're awesome, but we just don't make any trades in this league, and that's kind of one of my favorite things about playing <laughs> Dynasty. And I almost I almost made a joke about why you trade so much, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to mourn the loss of Shane, and I'll just – I can't even do it. You're, He's not wait, here anymore. So I'm down to, 30, down to 37 leagues. Wow, awesome. Uh, um <laughs> Yeah, and you look, and I'm to the point now where if a league is tipping, I'm helping it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you told me you you told me that on the phone. 40. I was talking to Shane on Monday night because he, he was wasted about his job and everything, and he was asking me to send out a tweet in the HQ. But you, but I loved the fact that you told me you're 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 trying to help tip any of those leagues that look like it's going to fold. You want to tip it a little bit on that in that area. I yeah. thought that was hilarious. Another league today. <laughs> look, man, we had already lost. Uh, I think four or five. <laughs> and I just, I just put in the chat like, guys, what are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
because I've saved leagues like that in the past. In fact, I'm, I took over of commissionership of a league yeah. where that kind of thing happened. And um, now when I look back, there are only two original owners in the league, myself and another guy, and 10 orphans over the years. Like, yeah. what? It's not I, – I just don't understand. And that's – I know we're going to get to this, but that's my New Year's resolution. Which is what? Go ahead and say it right now. What is your New Year's resolution? I don't like leaving dynasty leagues after signing up, but you know, if you leave it in good shape as much as you can, you know, and you, you're paid up, I mean, there's only so much you can do. People leave leagues. Um, I don't advocate starting them. And if you don't win in the first couple of years leaving, a lot of people do that, but over time there's, there are certain leagues I shouldn't be in. And, um, uh, I don't mind being in some IDP leagues, but I had too many. So I got rid of those basically just to sum it up. So I'm not babbling for too long. I don't want to be in leagues that aren't like my um, favorite settings. Um, if I'm not compelled to, if, if I don't like it, like for instance, league of know-it-alls with the one quarterback and kind of the basic yeah. scoring, I, I want it to be not overly complex. Like, you know, I know you guys, we all have been in John Bosch leagues. I don't want my attorney to have to <laughs> uh, read the bylaws to me so I understand them more effectively. B- but I do want something that's got some some interesting components to it. So it's a balance. But I, I'll make sure before I start up any leagues on my own or join so, anything in the future that, that I'm really on board for everything about the league. So as opposed to like to help or something. Yeah. I get it. So it's like, as opposed to like knife play during sex, how about we just start off with some light candle? Oh my God. I'm fashioned that let's, way. Let's, let's, let's just do candle wax. You know what I mean? It's like, I've never, oh, it's dangerous, but pro- I probably that's won't risky, die. That, as risky right? as I want to be. I don't exactly. want to hurt you. Oh my God. That's season one of Big Brother. But, um, you know, uh, Jeremy, when you said the thing about, about leaving the leagues, uh, I have found that I haven't joined any startups in a couple of years, which is what I always, I didn't want to do. I didn't want to get more. So I tried not to. So even the ones that I've left, two of the big ones were League of Know-It-Alls and now Seek and Destroy, which are two of my oldest leagues. They were DFF leagues that were still around. You yeah, know, I like all the guys in Seek and Destroy. Everybody. Too, just- and you know what's so funny about Seek and Destroy? Every single year I've tried to leave the last three years. And John Debari always convinces me not to leave. Well, this morning he said, hey, I'm going to be sending out the payouts and everything. And I know so- somebody else was leaving. And I know FF Blitz has been trying to leave for trying a couple leave years. Trying to leave for years. <laughs> you know, so, we so- started that league. Seek and destroy. That's I, I, I love know. Metallica. I named the league. You and me. We set up. I remember. Up all the we invited the original guys. We had a third commish, but you know, it ended up being the two of us for years. And then we stepped away. John took over. I mean, it's like we're it's like we're giving our kid away. I know, but uh, you got to do what you like. You said, and for me, we have five HQ leagues. We're about to make some announcements. I'm overextended. Well, I yeah, and we're about to make some announcements about our new whether we do HQ six or we do an HQ six and seven or we do a combo hq6 we're 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 gonna let everybody know about that and my home league and the one like i said we're in with uh matthew and bob harris and all those um but uh but that that's it for me i i know we joke about it all the time but i just have to i want to concentrate on our listeners i want to concentrate on those leagues and i i just don't want to do any more and obviously i'll do scott fish yeah but shane up all those lineups shane well that's the biggest thing it was annoying to me to set up all those lineups but the fact that you keep doing that countdown thing what did you just say you were at you said a few seven how much? 37? 37. Do you expect to go less? Is there going to be more that you're going to cut? Or do you think that's where you're at now? Um, I don't, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. 
that uh, that I'll nut up and leave a couple more leagues. Uh-huh. Um, just trying to build up the courage to leave my FFPC leagues because I really don't like the format that much. And I don't like that format at all. But if you're I mean, not happy with it, why are you doing it? I, I don't know. That's like sex. You know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> You do it because you're paid for it. You know what I mean? Just, exactly. That's how I feel about it. An obligation. Like if you're giving me money, I'm just, I have to. I, I have oh, okay. You too, still, you too Jeremy. <laughs> I, have, I have to change the subject and we'll talk about this all night. Yeah, but you I just said you were paid for it too. <laughs> no, let's go back to I our mean, biggest don't you disappointments. Get paid? Yeah, yeah. We'll go back to the disappointments. So what, what, what about you, Jeremy? What disappointment do you have? Player wise, for me, and and we could debate this one a little bit because Miles Sanders actually had some good weeks and uh, a few (laughs) few together. But I'm sorry, as far as I'm concerned personally, and I know we're not supposed to like talk about injuries. He was banged up a lot, but that's just the thing. That's part of the disappointment. It is literally always something with Miles Sanders. Always something broken, hurt, banged up, and not necessarily to knock him out for the year, but just enough of a soft tissue or something injury to piss you off. And you have to scramble and find someone else. And not only that, but when I did play him, he burned my ass. Also, <laughs> my dumbass traded for him in like two or three places, and it it burned me. Like I I would have been better off starting the guys I already had, or you know, not trading for him. I mean, I'm just pissed at him. Like I I'm unhappy as a Miles Sanders owner, and I'm mad at myself for getting him because I was never high on the guy to begin with. But you wanna you look at him and you wanna. You want to be a believer. Like it, he checks a lot of the boxes. It just never, it never, it's like he's not greater than the sum of his parts. Like some yeah. people are, some players are. Miles Sanders checks all the boxes and then he's somehow less than that. I don't get <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But- and that's, and, and here, just to give you a fun little stat, he, he played 12 games. I, I don't give a f- if he got hurt in a couple of them. F- him. He's always hurt. Like he said. <laughs> <laughs> you say it so much more. I know. I know. I really. <laughs> eight of his 12 games. He gave you 8.6 or fewer fantasy points. Oh, wow. In eight of 12 games. I'm not a mathematician or a beautician or an esthetician. That's 70, <laughs> 75% <laughs> of the games that he actually played in. Uh-huh. He gave you less than 8.7 fantasy yes. points. Yeah. What is he like the That's 40th useless. ranked running back or something? 40th ranked over the I'm not season. looking something it up. Terrible. I'm not even looking it up. It's bad. It's awful. It's terrible. And you're right. There is always something, whether and it's it's never yeah, it's never like, oh, he's gonna be out for three months. It's he's gonna miss two games. He's gonna miss a game. Guess what? When he comes back, he's gonna get all the run, but he's probably gonna fumble. You know what? Now he's in a committee. All right, now the right. backfield's his. Guess what? He got hurt. It's just a never ending, terrible, it's like payday. Like it's just a terrible board game. You have to play with your kids. And you just keep playing it. And I'm like, wait, what is he talking about? No matter what you land on, it's bad. You know what I mean? You're like, I got another fucking bill. Like, I hate this game. Why am I playing this? That's oh Miles Sanders. I don't remember that game. I, I was actually thinking you were talking about a candy bar. Um, you know what else about uh-huh. Miles Sanders, too, is like you said, every single week, if he was gone or whatever, no matter how many times he let us down, People were still saying, oh, well, this week it's going to be different. This week it's going to be different. I mean, you would see tweets. You would see uh, people put them on their start and sit thing that, oh, this week is going to be different. And it just never seemed to be. Yeah, don't in 2021. Do not trade. Um, for Miles Sanders, thinking that you're going to put him in instead of Devin Singletary as your second running back. Wrong answer. <laughs> you know, for me, one of the players that I was going to say, and and 
I think going into the season, people thought very highly of him. And like we talked about a little while ago about going, being able to look back at their 17-week schedule, Cortland Sutton for me, like I'm looking right All now right. and I I know personally I felt this way because I had him on a lot of my rosters, but I just looked. He had four games where he had double digits and they were all in the beginning. And then he had... What, what did I just, I just added it. There, there was, what was it, 12, 12 games with less than five points he got. And it's not even injury. He, he didn't miss a game. He played but, every but he single have, game. But he did have to play with Drew Locke and stuff, so I don't know. Right, but so then so then, do you blame it on the quarterback or do you blame it on the player? Because in fantasy, all it doesn't matter what the quarterback does. We have the player, the wide receiver, not the quarterback. I don't think Cortland Sutton's a wide receiver one, but I, I think he's better than what he did. Denver last year. Well, I mean, I just, that's yeah. not saying a lot, though, because what was he, yeah. wide receiver five last year? Like, I don't even know where his rankings were. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not talking hurt, about rankings. But... I was talking about disappointment. Like, going into the season, everybody was like, he's going to be the number one guy there. He's going to be great. Sure. He's going to be good. Blah, 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 blah. And it just didn't work out. And and, and the, the main reason I have him on the list is because I have him in a bunch of different places. Him and then that freaking Kenny Galladay. That was another big disappointment. I mean, he's I'm always not, been he a is, disappointment uh, since he since sure was a year. disappointment. I called Cortland Sutton the wide receiver five, and that's disrespectful to wide receiver five. Oh, he was worse than that. But what? <laughs> what wasn't he? Hurt he was the wide receiver. No, he was. He came back from injury this year. No, I year said in t- last year. He he, he yeah, didn't. Okay, whatever. Get over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't need to throw jump balls to Cortland Sutton when Jerry Judy is always open. I that mean, I mean, that's yeah. the bigger issue. Is Cortland Sutton is his um is his daddy. Um, Cortland Sutton is just got cucked completely by uh, uh jerry judy jerry yeah judy, uh, as yeah. soon as jerry judy came back um jerry judy was like i'm gonna these targets right in the face and you need to watch Cortland. and Cortland great was, route runner great yeah. feel always the guy yeah. jerry judy i don't know if i've ever seen him run a route and not be open i swear to god if he, if he played with a good quarterback that dude would be one of the league leaders he really would be jeremy this Cor- is 2022 this is our first show of 2022 we talked about that i'll have less editing and all that stuff there is nowhere near less editing on this show with the amount of <laughs> that Shane has said just in the last 10 minutes. Well, you keep bringing up, dude, you brought up the best wide receivers for disappointments. Those two guys were really, and they're both good. Yeah. And to a degree, they're both above average wide receivers, you think, and they both let us down. Yeah. Cortland Sutton had to watch Jerry Judy his targets <laughs> and be happy with it. Nothing he could do about it. He just had to sit just there and watch it. it for, the page, for, the Patreon, for the Patreon version of this show, that should be the title. I don't want to put that as the title on iTunes. But, uh, <laughs> but that was Tim Patrick, that Tim was Patrick even <laughs> came into the room and was like, oh, I got next. <laughs> Dave Chappelle skit when they stole Katie. So what about Trevor Lawrence? Chad. Trevor Lawrence. Let's, let's talk about um, another player. So another disappointing player. Well, let's talk about a disappointing, disappointing player, but more in the high end range. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. CD lamb. Ah, You're right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not even a wide receiver one. Nobody would have said that they didn't think he would get to that echelon or whatever this season with Dak coming back and everything else. So him being like, you know, middling wide receiver two, almost at the bottom of the list is pretty, pretty harsh. What did he come in? What happened? Yeah, what did he come in? Wide receiver 18, 15 and a quarter, 15.1 points per game. Wow. Is that a police siren? Uh, Someone's someone's (laughs) car is getting stolen. (laughs) 
backyard. So it wasn't a police siren. It was Little a car alarm. Back again. You guys, you guys ruminate over CD Lamb. I'm gonna go look out. Oh back. no! Yeah. Shane, Shane's going over to the window. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think, Jeremy? <laughs> I I mean, I'm surprised he didn't do better. I mean, you know, he has a couple players there that are very capable: Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Um, but you know, Dallas was kind of a real letdown this year, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know they <laughs> they lost to Arizona. I didn't see that coming. In fact, they should have won that game. They could have won that game. I mean, it was like watching my Browns or something. I I don't know what they have to do to fix it, but I I think CD Lamb will be fine long term. Like he's a guy I would on this list of players that you know. In talking to Shane, you know, he put these on the list right on the show sheet. Um, yeah. You know, so, through our conversation, mostly he had a couple on, on at the top of the list, but. Lammy put on there, and I get it. Disappointment, but not long term. I think that's that's a guy you want to acquire and go after, as opposed to some of the other uh, no, yeah, non quarterbacks yeah. on this list. Yeah, I don't yeah, think let, we're talking about going after and trading and stuff like no, that. Just right? disappointing this, was just this disappointing. year. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but and the thing about CD Lamb is it's 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 disappointing in context. In context, um, he's got more receptions, targets, receiving yards, and fantasy points than he did last year. Yeah, um, during his rookie year. So it's just in the context. It's the context was, you know, a lot of us expected him to be one of those guys that challenged for wide receiver one this year. You know, um, absolutely. With, yeah, and and he just he just didn't take that leap. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, if he continues his trajectory, I don't see any reason that he shouldn't. I, yeah. I still think he's an incredible fa- fantasy asset. And if anyone is uh, willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as the saying goes, <laughs> then you catch that baby. And you name that baby CD lamb. And you stick CD lamb in your roster. What a horrible saying. So look, we- uh, yeah, I don't, apparently they hated babies. <laughs> apparently in the old days, people were just throwing babies out windows with water. I don't know why. And then the whole rock, in the tree or what? What's that thing? The, uh, the baby, the da- rock baby, falls, baby. Yeah, yeah. baby's <laughs> falling to the death. Yeah, um, it's like horrible. Yeah. All right, so look, look. Uh, you know, we've we we've spent the last couple of weeks with the holiday times. You know, a lot of people are with their families, and and we were with our families, and and so we we actually didn't get to do a couple iTunes shows, but we did do Patreon shows every single week. Um, and for tonight, we we had some more stuff on the sheet, but we're already pushing. 55 minutes right now and we did have one trade that one of our listeners asked us on iTunes I mean um, on Twitter and I wanted to get to that question before we wrap up Everything else, we can move to the Patreon show or move it till next week's show or whatever you guys would like to do. But we we had a question today on Twitter from Dylan Clemens, and it's uh, at DClemens2222, okay? And Dylan, did you need all those twos? <laughs> are all those twos necessary? Are they all necessary? He was like, I just got to have one more. <laughs> Uh, I'll just say this. No matter what our answer is, I'm sure Dylan is happy that you commented on the twos instead. Uh, But his question was, which side of this trade are you in on in a Dynasty 12-team Superflex League? And he asked us, okay? So he said he was curious to hear what our thoughts were. And I told him, hey, we'll talk about it on the show. So for you two guys, one side of the trade is Terry McLaurin and ETN. Travis Etienne, Shane's already commenting, but he's muted. And then the other side is Austin Eckler and a third round pick. And I'm just going to assume that it's a third round pick in this year's 
upcoming draft. Sure. So, Jeremy, Shane's already making faces and doing stuff, but he's muted and nobody can hear it. So let's go to you first, and then we'll go to yeah. Shane. Well, I, I love I love Austin Eckler. I mean, what's not to love about that guy when he's on the field and healthy? I mean, he's done great, but, you know, he's a running back. And, um, well, you guys, you guys have known for years that um, I would – run thin on running backs on my roster, um, not put as much stock in, into them as others, try to draft them high in drafts. I think maybe we've gotten back to that again after this, you know, the past couple of seasons with running backs. But um, I want the Terry McLaurin and the ETN side. And the reason is ETN, let's, let's just say he comes back healthy. A lot of high hopes for what he could be in the league um, with Trevor Lawrence on a team that, you know, he, they're going to get a new coach. But, I mean, just just face value, McLaurin and ETN. Um Going forward, yeah, those are the two I want easily. All right, Shane, unmute yourself, and then you were shaking your head when I first said the McLaurin ETN part. So, so what is your thoughts? Did he say how much, how many he has to start? You can see the text right there, and I read what he said. He had he said three sentences or two lines. He does not say anything other than what's right there. (laughs) Yeah, twelve team superflex, so can't read a lot into it. Twelve team start. I'm gonna go with the Eckler side. ETN's too unknown for me. McLaurin, look, I, I like him a lot, but um, he's entering the danger zone for uh, uh, wide receivers, and I'm not talking about Top Gun. Um, his age is nice. going to be 27 next year, which, again, that's not old, but he's just reaching that point where his value, unless he does something absurd, is going to decrease. And I just I don't know that I trust Washington to be able to get a quarterback. Um, and, you know, I don't know what another season of Tyler Heineke and someone slightly better than Heineke, Tyler, I'm just putting his name together. Heineke, 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 because he doesn't even get a full name. Uh, so I'm going to go with Eckler. Um, barring injury, I, I could I could trade Eckler for a lot. Like, I know I traded yeah, Eckler in a For league, more than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a league, I got knocked out of the playoffs. I traded him for a first and Mike Evans. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you could get more if you resale value with Eckler, too. He's going to be 27 <laughs> in, in May. So, you know, he's no young pup. No, he's yeah. The guy yeah. you want to get uh, out. You know, you want to get away from and trade away. But I see where you're going. I definitely want ETN over the third round pick. And so, for me, it came down to McLaurin or Eckler. And so I chose McLaurin. If you're going to make that deal to me, you flip Eckler for a stronger singular wide receiver. But that's the other side. Of instead, of, instead of McLaurin and ETN. Yeah, yeah that would be yeah. the advice. Give me the next tier wide receiver you have up and we'll make a deal. We but we had a choice to make between that for that I'm just, trade. I'm buddy. trying to help him <laughs> right, with right. a friend. I'm giving him life advice. Get rid of some of the twos. Well, first um, of all, first of all, advice. first of all, now, yeah, that we, now that we even talked about it, we actually don't know which side of this trade he's on. It, it right, doesn't right. say which side is his. Um, but what's really funny is, Jeremy, I was definitely on your side. Like, that's what I was going to say going into it. And and even your answer was why. And and, and that was my choice first. And then and when Shane was answering it, it still didn't change my thought until that last sentence he said, where he said that he believes that he could get more for Eckler. Oh, yeah. yeah I no, think but- I could get more than McLaurin and ETN as well. I was just trying to, you know, in the confines, in the box of this trade, that's the side I would want. Shane's right. You should get more for Eckler than Terry McLaurin and ETN, I think. Or, you know, a better receiver, a better singular player than those two combined, sure. So what I was going to say was, I I wasn't trying to say that you were wrong or Shane was right or wrong. What I was going to say is... Shane's definitely wrong. 
So what I was going to say is it, it does seem like we're entering that time of year where there is a difference when you're making a trade like this because we are now going into the off season. If you make a trade like that now going into the off season when the when the season's not we don't have any football for 9 months. So you when, <laughs> when I said that Shane's head just dropped and he's shaking his head but w- when you're making some of these trades now there are people that do the trade thinking that okay great now I have McLaren and ETN on my roster and I'm set. But there's also the mindset that you do that trade now because for the next nine months, you're looking at assets to move around. So even that third round pick, that third round pick could end up being something more as we get closer to the draft. People get all excited about draft picks and and get uh, anxious about everything. So I think it's kind of the time of the year that you look at the trade. I think during the season, maybe the other way might have been better. Or now going now, you're right. I'd rather have Austin Eckler and that third round pick especially the pick right now like because people are going to start salivating over those rookie and picks. If you, yeah if you, you get know. a first round pick for him or something like that in this draft so there's a lot of stuff for you to sort through there um, right from the minds of the guys in the hq war room yeah yeah so i mean look and that's a great a way to answer it you know you guys both took a stance i went in the middle uh, and then i changed it and you know uh, hopefully we gave uh you know dylan some things to think about most likely when people ask us about this stuff, they've already done the trade anyways. <laughs> you know, they're looking yeah. to see what we thought about it. And in this case, we don't even know which side he took. So I want to know which side. He yeah. Took. So let Dylan, let us know. That's what I was going to say. Let us know, Dylan. So, all right, we're going to wrap this up right now. And uh, um, we're going to go over to the Patreon show. So uh, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account. You're muted. I'm muted. I don't know how many times I can say this. Look, you become a patron, it's better than not being a patron. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I treat you better if you're a patron than when you're not. Um, <laughs> I like you better. Um, mostly because I converse with you more, like literally all day, all night in our group me chat. Yes. You get written content, obviously. Dropped a couple article bombs on the folks this week or the week to past. Uh, obviously, you get the uncensored version of this show, which is apparently like a completely different thing. It's like <laughs> this I, week it will, definitely. From, from what I understand, it's very similar to <laughs> the Snyder version of Justice League. Yes. Where it's like, oh, so it's real. It's like, you know, it's very different. Different than the uh, other one. I'm gonna have both awesome. I'm gonna have to make some choices tonight. That's for sure. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously, like I said, you get you get the bo- bo- bonus podcast. You get this uh, uncensored. You get written c- content. Um, depending on what you're in, you get some roster construction talk. And I actually sent a couple messages out to some of our patrons this week. Like, yo, hit us up. Uh, the season's over. I want to look at some rosters. We would love to look at some rosters and start breaking them down and, you know, giving you some moves to make. Um, so become a patron cause it's awesome. Yeah. And this, in this off season, this is the time of year where we get to do these kind of things and have some more fun with the show than, uh, you know, worrying about who to start and who to pick up off of waivers this week. Uh, Jeremy, I think next yes. weekend, since Jeremy, since Shane just told everybody about our Patreon account, I think we could tell everybody we're going to do a Patreon zoom party this coming weekend. Right. And for the yes. Patreon Zoom party, if you want to get in on it, you can. You have a week to join the Patreon. But we're going to do a couple things special in that Patreon Zoom party, right? Yes, we are. We have awards to present for HQ1 Listener League. 
Everybody gets a prize. Awards for how, how they performed the season. Uh, specific things. Um, so stay tuned, patrons, for that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. And if you join before we have this show, you can be a part of that too, part of the Zoom, and hear what kind of awards we <laughs> present to our co-owner. I mean, our co-owners, our uh, competitors in HQ1, our listeners. Yeah, and also we'll make some announcements about the new HQ League. Like we joked about at the beginning of the le- of the show tonight, it's either going to be yes. HQ six, HQ six and seven, or a combo HQ six and seven, which would be a copy league with a bunch of people. And I already know Shane's choice in that, and it always comes down to <laughs> what we're going to end up doing. But we'll know by next weekend. We'll make an announcement at the Zoom party, and also maybe in some of the other HQ leagues, we might have a little awards for some of those leagues too. It might not just be HQ one. So. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of time, but we might do that. that yeah. I think that um, it, let's see how it goes. All right, cool. So say goodbye, everybody, and we'll talk to you guys next week. And Happy goodbye, New Year, everybody. and everybody be safe. Yes, Shane, say yeah, goodbye. Happy New Year. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, Shane. <laughs> and come to the draft in April if Omicron doesn't take over the world and we can all have a good time at the draft. All right. Yay. <laughs> Yay love you. Bye. <laughs>